welcome to the Hazardous Opinions. I'm Eric. There's Andy. Hello. <laughs> Today we're talking about Type Well 2. Yeah. I was uh, very excited to cover this one. Uh, it's made by Respawn Entertainment. They're kind of known for the Apex Legends series and most recently uh, some of the new Jedi Fallen Order stuff. And then published by EA, unfortunately, but... Mm kind of sometimes the burden we have to put up with to uh, get these good games out. Uh, yeah. It was published in October of 2016 on all platforms, which was kind of converse to the first game, which was an Xbox exclusive. So yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. I, I like Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, fortunately with uh, EA having their grubby mitts on this, it, didn't really turn out to be uh, terrible. Uh, no, I think Respawn's one of those few developers where it feels like their reins are loosened, unlike where things like Activision or um, not, not Activision, <laughs> where things like uh, Anthem, obviously the monetary aspect kind of took a more forefront role of the game rather than putting love into the mechanics and what the game should be uh respawn seems like all their games are very um consumer focused like they they want to put out a good product and i've just really liked everything that respawn has done to the state yeah it's either that or they're just more efficient at meeting their deadlines than um some other developers but that's true they could be also just working the system that ea puts out a little bit better yeah it's all possible, but who knows? It's all, it's all business. But yeah, they came out with a pretty good game with this one. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Titanfall is kind of a mech slash first person shooter game where the first game was solely multiplayer, and the second game is also a very large focus on multiplayer. But they did include a campaign as well for those that want it. And that's the majority of what we're going to be covering is the campaign. And then we're going to talk about kind of our general thoughts on the multiplayer for one and two as well. Barely played the first Titanfall. Uh, I think I played it at a friend's house one time and it was it was really cool. I had a lot of fun playing it. But uh, Titanfall 2 kind of was the game that I actually got into with uh, the campaign and multiplayer this time around. And I was impressed. I, I guess I can't really make a comparison to the first game because I barely even remember playing it. I just know I played it like once, <laughs> but I remember having fun with it. But uh, the whole pilots and Titans uh, clashing in <laughs> this war zone is just like the funnest thing ever. And that that's basically what it is. It's just that's it's what you get. You, you signed up for like Call of Duty style gameplay with a lot of movement elements that in like kind of like insomniacs like momentum like you gain momentum by jumping off walls and jumping everywhere and it it makes for some interesting more vertical gameplay than uh i think uh like for this game it really 
like when the first Titanfall came out, it was revolutionary. And I think that's what Call of Duty kind of copied off of that for a while there with. Was it Advanced Warfare and. Yeah, they, they started to do Black Ops 3 and stuff. Yep. A lot more uh, movement tactics there. I thought maybe it was closer related to Mirror's Edge personally for the uh, some of the parkour style. Um, maybe like it's, it's very quick like it's no there's no wall hanging like assassin's creed or anything like that it's very uh you you get on this wall you get off like you're, right you're trying to be very quick moving through the environment it's wall running not like wall climbing yeah yeah and um like all the maps are designed for that too um which is nice i mean if you if you've played any of the call of duties uh that we're talking about uh advanced warfare and Black Ops 3 and I think Infinite Warfare worked like that too. Yeah. They it, it's basically a lot like that in terms of like the the movement style. I I don't remember what came first. Advanced in, Warfare came out before Titanfall 2. Oh, so it, I think oh. Titanfall 1 came out same year as as Advanced Warfare. So they they probably both came around at the same time with similar mechanics. Yeah. Uh, so who say uh, who came up with what, but um, in the end, like it, it still was something fresh at the time. Yeah. They're both 2014 uh, Titanfall one and advanced warfare. So that's interesting. So yeah, so, it was kind of just that, that year of like, we want something more futuristic, I guess. Yeah. And then we went all futuristic and then everybody's like, okay, we're done with the futuristic <laughs> stuff. We want boots on ground. And Back that's, to World that's War what II. we got. Yeah. yeah. It's, you can't please the gaming community. That's for sure. No, we definitely, it's, we have a wide array of what we want. And yeah, not, not all developers have to, solve all of that though like i'm very happy with with respawn and how they handle pretty much all futuristic combat and i just like how they do it they keep it still realistic like it doesn't have to be like all space weapons or anything it's still ballistic weapons and you're shooting just rail guns with a fucking mech basically with uh it's nothing like insanely futuristic like you get some shields and some other powers but nothing nothing too crazy out there and it still makes it feel very grounded yeah and uh when i remember when uh titanfall first came out it reminded me of uh avatar yeah do you remember that and uh that was i i thought the mechs in avatar were just the coolest thing and then i found out that they like did that into a game i was like so excited to play it but i, I didn't have any money i was too young <laughs> didn't have a job but like yeah it was so cool just the, the whole concept yeah i i put a lot of time into the first game's campaign or not campaign into the first game's multiplayer uh i've played a decent amount of two's multiplayer as well but like I said, this is my first time going through the uh, the campaign. So it was interesting seeing a little bit of a slowdown, I guess, since it felt more introductory for people just getting into Titanfall mm-hmm. to do like a campaign. It wasn't like so much stuff around the map, like uh, like people who were super 
like in all the FPS stuff that can do all these cool tricks and kill everyone. It felt more introductory than that. Yeah, I think it was because of the the skill level isn't really required. Uh, I played this game on regular difficulty and it was pretty much a breeze beginning to end. Yeah, I think I I died like I I died quite a few times, but it was all like falling off of things. Yeah, I didn't see more, but uh, I think there was two bosses that I died once each on that like had some troubles just because I couldn't figure out their uh, mechanic to defeat them right away. But yeah, yeah, the bosses, it's it's a breeze. Yeah, it's the bosses weren't even that hard for the most part. I think I died from like like from ads because there's also like other little titans shooting at you too and it could be overwhelming in terms of like managing like the ads and the boss and all that stuff because they all have like super abilities that they could all use at the same time it could be like a perfect scenario for disaster at some points (laughs) but you have to have that perfect scenario in order to die yep I i think other than the bosses i only died either from falling, like you said, or the ticks. The ticks could get overwhelming. I, yeah. It only and, takes one or two to take you down. And Yeah. So, and they come up, they're they're quiet. You're shooting at other people. They, they come up and they uh, explode pretty quickly. So you have to keep an eye out for them. That's the only way to survive them. And uh, don't shoot them when you're too close to them and yeah, the ticks, I feel like, are the harder enemies in the game rather than <laughs> anyone else, which yeah. is ironic because all they're doing, they're just walking bombs, pretty much. Yeah, just mostly for TTK speed. Yeah, just like the time it takes for them to, to kill you. They're, they're really I, useful in multiplayer, that's for sure. For how I feel about this game overall, I definitely feel like I want to separate my ratings for campaign and multiplayer. Like if I just focus on multiplayer, I think one and two are very, very closely related. I don't think they really changed the formula too much other than maybe bringing us some new gear and new fun stuff to play with. Mm-hmm. So I like multiplayer is really high in my mind, like a nine, 9.2. It was very unique when it came out in 2014 and it did the formula really well for mech combat campaign for what it is i think maybe it's a seven seven and a half like it's it's a really quick time a, a really quick good time which i think is its biggest pro is yeah. it's not some campaign that you're gonna play for eight nine hours it's a quick i think mine was like six hours yeah so i played it over like three evenings and it's it's a really quick campaign and i think that's one of the best pros for it for me Yeah. I played it one night in a shorter time than that of probably a little under four hours. So it it is extremely short. And if you're like, like us playing this game kind of late in the game after apex legends and all that stuff, like you kind of know how to play, like you instinctively know how to play. If you've played Apex Legends, you'll be a master at this campaign. You'll complete it in record time <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because the difficulty, like like I said before, just isn't there. And um, 
the the story is kind of there as supplementary like yeah i'm i'm going to say that this campaign just feels like a like introductory to everything to everything in multiplayer and i think you already said that right and yeah yep. that that's basically what it feels like and so therefore it, it kind of falls short i really love the multiplayer i think i'm with you on the multiplayer like like a nine like i remember playing the multiplayer just i never even played the campaign when i first got this game and i was playing the shit out of the multiplayer and it was a blast so i played a lot of the multiplayer i'm with you on that i'm gonna go with a nine and then the campaign i'm gonna rate it even like a little bit lower i'm gonna go with like a six or a five because like it's really extremely mid i it's uh, the the story is a little interesting but it's really just like call of duty style like militaristic like you you just you're just doing your duty as a soldier you're just doing what everybody else tells you to do and that's all you do throughout the campaign i mean there's dialogue options but they're completely <laughs> pointless yeah there's nothing and really deep that's about basically this. it yeah you could go you could just play the multiplayer and you're not going to miss anything in the campaign I mean, it's cool if you just if you're playing by yourself and you got nothing else to do and you got a few hours to spare, like, go ahead, play through it. It's not yeah. bad, uh, but like, it's just not I would not something I would like recommend to anybody like it is. It's all right. For the campaign, for the campaign. Yeah. But like the yeah. game itself, like the multiplayer and everything, like absolute blast. You should play it. Get some friends on. You can create a clan. Um there's happy hour you could set everybody gets extra points <laughs> yeah i think it's in the uh, ea access it should be um should be um, yeah if you have game pass i believe the server should be back up i know they had like a hack where they went down for a while but they should be back up now it's been quite a few months i actually I tried think- playing it might be too old um i, tr- I tried playing multiplayer last night and i couldn't find a server to play on so I don't That's know if you've played re- multiplayer recently either, but I have not. Yeah, I, uh, I know I played quite a few months ago and I couldn't get a server just because of the the hack. But I thought maybe they would have fixed them by now. Mm, I don't know. It, it seems like the servers are dead. For those that don't know, I think uh, Respawn had I think it was a DDoS attack where it kind of shut down a lot of their servers for um, for Titanfall. And they might just have not bothered with it to bring them back. Yeah. But Titanfall 1 has been completely delisted, I think, at this point. Damn. But Titanfall 1 was also a good one if you could still find it digitally or um, physically somewhere. I think it's... I Well, I guess you're not going to find anyone to play with. Since yeah, it's and closed, it's all so. multiplayer, so... Yeah. But it wouldn't be really a point. Respawn was pretty cool about um, all their DLC was paid for a little bit. And I think after a year, it all went free for like one and two. So it was, I didn't a, it was know a they had DLC. Time. Yeah, it was pretty much just more uh, more levels and stuff like that. More oh, okay. maps to play on. Like booster packs or something? No, like a more uh, just like maps to fight on. Oh, maps, map packs. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they meant like levels as in like character player levels. Oh, no. I think they had um, some... Um, new titans and stuff but cool yeah there's there's actually a pretty wide variety of titans within this game 
Yeah, and I really like the diversity of Titans here. Like, there's something for everyone's playstyle. Yeah, so, I mean, there's like... There's one with a sniper, one with a grenade launcher, one with the machine gun, uh, shotgun. It basically like weapon classes like built in and around a Titan, which is fine. Yep. Like whatever kind of weapon you want, like that's going to be your play style. If you like yeah. it up close and personal, you're going to get like a, a Ronin who has a shotgun and uh, has a giant sword and or if you like longer range, you could go with, uh, I think it's Tone. Uh, they have a sniper rifle and mm. got like traps and lasers and stuff. Or you could go with like Torch or Scorch, which is a, like a flamethrower-esque class uh, Titan. And yeah, it's something for everybody. Yeah. And in the actual multiplayer, you could tweak your classes a lot more. Not that you can play multiplayer anymore sadly but yeah yeah there is actually a surprising amount of uh customization going on with your your pilot uh you can change the camos you can change the weapons and attachments and stuff like that there was there was a lot going for it mm-hmm. yeah and all these weapons are can be found in apex legends which we'll, we'll get into that we're pretty, like pretty sure this is like an ad campaign for apex this campaign is, but who knows? I, <laughs> I don't remember how long after Titanfall 2 came out that Apex did. I think it was three years later. Three years? Okay. So it was that must have been game. like, yeah, that must have been like the very next project after this. Yeah, I think because a lot of people were speculating Titanfall 3 and then it ended up being uh, Apex that dropped, yeah. which completely like took the um, digital stores by storm because it was a free uh, battle royale game at that time. And it was a huge competitor for, um, for Fortnite. Yeah. So. And it is a good game. Like I played a lot of apex in my time and yeah, I did really like it. I fell off of it for a while. Uh, maybe, maybe we should play it again. One of these days. Sure. But um, I still feel that it is the superior battle royale of the ones <laughs> I played. I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't play a whole lot of battle Royals, but if I'm going to play one, like apex is, is my shit. It's high tier. I I do like Warzone a lot too. Yep. But the skill gap is just is insane. Well, same with apex too. I mean like any game with a battle Royale, like there's going to be a skill gap, but you just have to consistently play it in order to actually keep up with the, the times man the new characters coming out the whole paradigm of how the game operates seems seemingly changes at that point because everybody's using that character and yeah really depends what you want if you want a more realistic i guess a desert afghanistan like type shooter experience i think warzone is the way to go but if you want more of a cartoon-esque not really cartoony, but like the art style is a little more cartoony than than realistic. Yeah. Apex and there's more movement options. There's more flying and zip lines and uh, a little more of the Fortnite stuff. So it's right in the middle of like Warzone and Fortnite. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's sci fi and like very like animated 
uh, movement style. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. Yeah, definitely enjoy it. So, like we said, there's a lot of movement stuff in Titanfall, and I think it's kind of what sets it apart. Uh, even though it came out around the same time as Advanced Warfare, I still feel like Titanfall really set itself apart with like the wall running, just the way that combat felt. Like you yeah. felt fast and nimble as a pilot, but when you're in the Titan, you felt like big and strong. And there was like just yep. two types of gameplay loop there in one multiplayer match. And no matter what you were doing, felt fun like you're killing ads on the ground like the bots and stuff in titanfall one i think they have them in two as well just like they bots do. roaming around yep but then when you get your titan you're going after other players um, it's just a really fun gameplay loop for the multiplayer and it falls apart a little bit in campaign because it's all just npcs so all npcs you don't really get the open worldness of maps to choose when you're in a Titan or not. It's kind of pre-scripted moments of, Hey, now you're going to be in a Titan, do some cool shit. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. That shit is really cool. Uh, when you do get to be in the Titan, but I think some of the earlier levels in this game where you're playing as uh, the pilot just really left me wanting to be in the Titan. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, you you could like you're probably on foot for the first like half hour and then you get into a Titan and then you're in it for a little bit. I wouldn't even say because it seems like as soon as you get into your Titan, you go around and fight some other Titans for a while. And then for some reason, you have to get out and you're separated from your Titan and you have to go yeah. through this whole thing, uh, usually like going through some sort of facility and. Uh, you have to activate something in order to, uh, you know, proceed Improved with your rest, Titan. Yeah. And um, it, which is fine. I mean, I can't imagine another story element that would drive it in a direction to separate, you know, to force a player to be on foot. Otherwise, they'd always be on their Titan. <laughs> that's that's one thing I was when I was writing my notes up for this game. It's like, I don't know how to describe these different levels. Like, where are we at? Like, you're on the same planet for um, pretty much the entire game yeah. and you're just in different facilities and like, I don't know what else to call them you're just you're in facilities yeah they're all all these facilities I never really like, knew where I was yeah, I just knew the objective yeah. yeah you're just like there's there's shit going on you're just killing people and then you're in a new metal building and yeah yeah exactly there would be some points where you know your, your character Cooper would ask BT, you know, where, where are we? And then he would give some, you know, he would give some description of where you are, but you're, you're usually mm -hmm. too busy, like either jumping around or fighting people to actually, actually listen to what he's saying. So I, I didn't really absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of facility used for the IMC for whatever reason. That's, pretty much a general description for all the facilities <laughs> you're in. <laughs> yep. I think the, the highlight as we'll get into is the, um, the level where you're doing the time jumps. Yeah. Just because there's a rainy atmosphere, you're kind of inside and outside in a decaying thing. 
And just because of the gameplay element that takes place in that level, it really adds a lot of depth to the environment. Yeah. And just how they designed that one was really good. It was really standout from the rest of the game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I was actually like, when I was playing through that, I'm like, can we get this in like a whole game? Like imagine right? you're playing like a, a multiplayer point. match, but it's like two different like worlds and you can like switch between them. You know how crazy that would be? I don't even know yeah. how you like, I can see players exploiting that to some degree uh, mm-hmm. and just not. I, I don't know. I could feel like that would be really insane and like try to grasp my head around how to actually play it. Like like two multiplayer matches going simultaneously, but you could get like a power up where you could switch between one of the other matches. Oh my god. And like yeah, the KD nuts. stacks across or something, or like their teams are stacked across. It would be an insane logistical nightmare to do that, but yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Have you ever played uh, Gambit, the game mode in Destiny 2? Yeah, yeah, I have. When you hop over to like the enemy side there. Yeah, but other than that, like like each side is both fighting NPCs. But uh, you get this uh, portal up and one of you can go over to the other one and just start killing the other team that way. And maybe you could do something like that. But I mean, it's already in Destiny 2. So like it's I guess that's not really a fresh concept, but yeah, maybe maybe make it just like kind of paint over it and say this is time travel <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, do it that way, too. But who knows? Yeah, I think they could do something great with that. Sadly, I think Titanfall's a dead franchise now. I don't know if we're ever going to see a three. I mean, time will tell, but it's been four years since apex and apex is still going strong it really is early so yeah i don't know if we're gonna see another titanfall it, it might just be uh star wars games from respawn now yeah and i think i'm okay with that i like star wars and i like titanfall also but uh i don't know what other direction they could go with this to keep it relevant if they're gonna make another game it's just gonna it'll basically Unless they add something completely different or something, I, I can't imagine how, you know, it wouldn't be just a copy paste like a I Call just, of Duty franchise thing. I I don't know what the statistics were with um, in 2014, how well uh, Advanced Warfare did. I don't know if it took all the mojo from what Titanfall could have been. Yeah. Titanfall didn't do like as well as as hoped, at least. Like like what I had hoped. Like the the servers were never insanely popular. Yeah, it was never widely talked about. It was just it was a cool game for those who liked it, um, and it did eventually go free to play, but not like with a pay to win model or anything. It just they started giving out the game, which was cool, and that that got more people to play it. But the game just never really took off as a uh, long running thing. Sadly, and I. I don't know if that was the COD competitiveness, but it it could be. And, you know, I I guess I'm not like I'm a little sad to see that, you know, the the servers on Timefall 2 are dead. But, you know, like now that I'm thinking about it, like when was the last time I actually played it, too? So I guess I can't really be that upset if it 
if it is a dead franchise because like yeah i was obsessed with it for a little bit but it was it was really only a little bit um mainly because i don't really play a whole lot of multiplayer games <laughs> but that's just me though if i yeah. were to play a multiplayer game like this would be something i would love to jump into but you know there's there's a lot of other good competitors out there too you know that can use up my time well you know it was just sadly the time frame. I think if it came out like if one and two each got pushed back like a couple of years, like one came out in like 12 or 11 or something of the 2000s, maybe it could have taken off a lot better. If it beat the storm, I guess a little bit of some of these big games, but yeah, it, it, like it always like, has a place in my heart. Yeah, me too. Like what you said before, it could have been just overshadowed by Call of Duty, and that's what really kind of killed it from the beginning. But yeah, I mean, at least we still have Apex, which is kind of like the same game. I mean, all the weapons and like some of the characters from this game are in that game, and yep. it's just the Battle Royale. So no yeah. Titans, so no Titans, just a lot of falling. <laughs> yeah, we need a we need a Titan update for. Uh, Apex, and we'll be happy. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be just, that would be devastating. Yeah, Titan Battle Royale, which is pretty much, um, they did have some multiplayer modes in two that were kind of like that, like um, Last One Alive type of thing. Yeah, I, I do remember good. playing that, yeah. So, the, the gameplay loop for, I mean, you cover the gameplay loop, the mechanics, it's like, it's it's a uh, it's Call of Duty style. I mean, it, it's you can slide, you can run on walls, and the controls seem pretty fluid with this. I never felt like anything was really out of place in terms of it being a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but yeah, I liked the controls. It was it was uh, pretty pretty good. I thought as someone who played a lot of the multiplayer, everything came pretty natural picking this up again after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Everything's pretty intuitive as well. And there's a few uh, game mechanics that came in in the game that aren't in the multiplayer that uh, um, were fun as well and picked up really easily, like the time travel and the um, like using fans almost felt like some portal levels, like they would throw in some puzzles there. Yeah, I did appreciate that. Or when you got the the arc, yeah, gun, the arc what was tool. it called? Arc tool. Yeah, that's what it was. Which and it's confusing because uh, they you have the arc and the arc tool. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the tool for the arc. One's a C, one's a K. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, there is a little bit of puzzle on like how to get around the map. I guess that's that's all you really got going for this, other than. Uh, other than shooting people, because if it was all just shooting people, then it would be exactly like Call of Duty. It's just like, does even Call of Duty have like little puzzles throughout it? I don't remember playing any of them that had like anything I, like that. I don't ever recall any puzzles in in COD that I can think of. Yeah. Unless you're doing like Easter eggs, I guess, or looking for intel, but not, nothing on this scale. Yeah, it's like they're like simple puzzles on like how to navigate to get around the map. I mean, they're really simple, but like a lot of it reminded me of uh, Blade Runner. Have you ever played Blade Runner? Game? Uh, no, I have not. 
so it's basically like it's kind of like this there's a lot of wall running and uh jumping and parkour and stuff but instead of shooting you have a, a samurai sword and um can't get shot at you like all the enemies shoot like one shot it's very simple game but like it's a lot it's very fast paced and it's like you know timed levels and stuff like that but yeah that this game kind of reminded me of that in terms of like how to navigate net maps because it, it felt a lot like the same okay yeah but some of the humor and dialogue in this game are stand out to me as well i really like the humor and the relationship between uh, bt and cooper I think the dialogue for everyone else in the game falls very flat. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any other character I liked any of the dialogue with other than BT and Cooper, but I like their relationship. It, it, it definitely works well for the, the little story they're trying to put together there. It's short and sweet. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good, good little laugh here and there. It, it's funny because like, uh, Cooper likes to use a lot of expressions and, yeah. you know, BT is a literal robot who doesn't understand expressions. So he takes them literally. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he, he basically has to explain the joke or he has to uh, and he doesn't even have to do that. He'll just kind of accept it like, OK, he's a robot. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. BT picks up on a lot of it and stuff and you see it throughout the game too. like anything. Cooper says, like, BT takes it to heart. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cute. I like the little uh, thumbs up part he does there. <laughs> he's just kind of imitating him, well, uh, uh, not really understanding why he's doing it, but he just does it as as a good gesture. Yep. Uh, or he, um, oh, what was the other one? He says, like, I'm on a hot streak. Like, after oh, yep. Cooper <laughs> explained it to him. I have killed many of people today. Yeah, he's like, your uh, temperature levels seem nominal. Are you feeling okay about this hot streak? And he's like, and it's an expression. It seems I'm killing a lot of people. And and then he's <laughs> like, well, in that case, I have 137 hot streaks so far today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. And uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, mix because you're taking... Uh, a pilot who's or um you're taking a titan who's used to having lastimosa who we'll talk about who is just a pilot who's trained to be a pilot and then yep. you have an infantry guy cooper who just kind of gets thrown into this role and has to learn what the pilots go through and all that yeah and uh bt's like congratulations on your promotion and then uh the leader of the the mission that was being conducted was killed. And then it's like, now it's up to you. Congratulations on your promotion. I, I like those <laughs> little bits. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, we're moving up in the world field promotion under unfortunate circumstances, but yeah, moving up. Yep. The, uh, the little dialogue tree is a neat little touch. Like there's sometimes it'll pop up between PT and um, Cooper's dialogue where you get two options to just say something and, None of it has an effect. It's all comedic mostly or learning more about the environment, but I like yeah. It. Yeah. For the most part, it was, it was pointless. I mean, you could, you could press a button and say something or you can not press a button and say nothing. It doesn't really matter. But if you want to hear more of a dialogue between J uh, Cooper and BT, 
like you get to indulge in that a little bit. So it, it's a good option. But in terms of like the entire story plot, like like I said before, like it's it's there. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's about it. So we start out like are are we gonna go into this or should we uh I kinda wanna talk about the generalities a little bit more here. Okay. Well, I, I think the art design was pretty good. They like to have a lot of like bright colors with yeah. pretty much everything. It's and even though there's a lot of tan in this game, like you said, it's it's very bright. Yeah. With it with like the level design being very kind of bland and stuff like everything that's going on with like the shooting and the grenades and all the everything on your HUD is just very colorful. Mm -hmm. It's a good contrast. Even your weapons have like all these lights on them and stuff. Yeah. I think um, one of the levels that also does stand out for uh, art design as well is the crane level. I don't even know what you like consider. I guess I have level here. Um, Oh, the beacon. Yeah, as we're trying to get the beacon there. Yeah. That one is pretty good. Yeah, chapter five. There's a lot of colorful stuff because you're jumping everywhere. That's a big traversal um, mission. And everything's kind of color-coded, so you know where to jump type of thing. Uh, I really liked how everything looked there. I didn't... Maybe that was like an instinct thing for me. I didn't really notice like anything like intending on where to jump. Like there's a lot of buildings that had red rims around them and stuff like that. And then all of the wall running platforms had a different color rim around the, the like gray platform of it. Oh, see, that's how, you know, it's good level design when you don't even know the subtle hints on where to go. When you just kind of follow it. It's just that, that little like accent colors that like really help these platforms pop. That um, I right. really liked about that level. But yeah, I think that's the only one that really stands out for art itself. Otherwise, like you said, most of them are pretty bland. Even though, like everything on your HUD is pretty beautiful. They're they're very uh, like all the levels are pretty much built in like a, a square design. Yeah, because <laughs> they're pretty much all like industrial type military spaces. So, like it's all like. For the most part, everything's pretty clean and there's not much clutter everywhere and it's all like pretty blocky and stuff, which is it's fine. I mean, it it, like it fits the theme Mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's good. And there's one level that I thought was really cool. It was that uh, I think it was the third level, the one where you're in that assembly line factory where you're like jumping on these platforms as like a house oh, is getting built where they're putting the house together. Yeah. 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 I remember getting killed by one of the, the factory arms. I was placing one, like a couch <laughs> right on top of me. I just got smushed by it. Cause <laughs> like, I didn't know that there was like set spaces on the thing, like that there was going to be something put there. <laughs> so you're kind of haunt- hopping on and off of this uh, assembly platform as you're like shooting people and stuff. And it, I thought that was like really cool. It, it almost gave me vibes from high on life where like each area you're entering, that's kind of controlled by a different 
mini boss is um, kind of like tailored to how they're going to fight you as a boss. So you kind of get to learn the environment of what you're going to fight them as. Yeah. They put into it a little more. Like I think ashes the chapter you're talking about uh, was the only one that was really like you get to learn the assembly line stuff before you had like your final battle there. But I wish there was more connection, I guess. Yeah. Versus the main one. That's kind of like that. Well, uh, Ash is a literal robot, so it's like, yeah, it, it being sense. in like a manufacturing facility of everyday things like a house, for example, I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I have a couple things I didn't like about this game as well. So the gunplay is, I think, decent for the most part in the game, but there were maybe four or five weapons that just did not feel good at all. Uh, And maybe it's a skill issue, but I think I didn't like the snipers at all. Um, I think the shotguns were okay. And there's like one or two of the assault rifles. They think were just meh. Yeah, uh, it could be a preference thing. I actually found myself using a shotgun a lot throughout this because at the pace I was going, I just didn't really (laughs) if I'm running around like this, I didn't really want to take the time to aim. So the automatic shotgun was just that was my shit. I was like running through boom, 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 (laughs) boom, killing everything. I did like the Mastiff. Um, That was a good shotgun. Yeah, Um, there was a. There's a sniper, I can't remember the name of it, that uh, just had iron sights. That one felt kind of crap. Oh, um, I, I know I, what you're talking about. I think, I think even what, the one with the scope, like just, I don't know, the handling of them wasn't great. Like this game is very much better at close distances. Like the, the long range battles did not feel as fun. Yeah, it it's definitely a game where you're rewarded for moving around as fast as possible and killing everything as fast as possible. And with that, like running on walls and jumping around and like flanking your enemies, like you got to use something close range because you have every opportunity to do it every time. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't really see a point to actually sitting back in using a sniper rifle, unless that's something you want to do. I mean, that that's go ahead, but you know, I, I think the more fun and more efficient way is just running and gunning, which is definitely what this game was going for. Yep. No complaints about any of the stuff in the Titan. I think it all feels fluid, feels great. And I found like the weapon class that worked for me. And I did really like the ability that you can choose your Titan style on the fly. You yeah. pretty much just press on the D-pad and you change your Titan if you want. Yeah, I ended up, do, uh, you know, using the shit out of that feature like a lot. And um, I really enjoyed that because um, there'd be times like there. I think it was tone that uh, uses a sniper rifle and you can like charge up the sniper shot and it does the, a, a uh, ton of damage. The 40 millimeter. I think so. It, it's like a big cannon sniper rifle. That might be a North Star, I think. It it might be. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, the North Star one. 
I find myself using the sniper a lot and then the machine gun switching between those two mm-hmm. because the machine gun is like medium to long range. You can kind of actually switch that. And then, um, well, I guess not switch it. it. It was like the, the upgraded version of BT where you're able to do that. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, the machine gun was like medium to long range which is very versatile. I used it all the time. And then the sniper rifle was something I would use when there's like a crowd of enemies that I can't just jump into. And I would (laughs) just kind of pick them off. Yeah. I really liked uh, tone with his 40 millimeter cannon. I did wish I could add them more. Maybe there's a ability for that to change some features, but I didn't see it in, in the campaign there. But I did really like the Titan that you get very last can't remember his name but you get like the the machine gun that uh had a lot more ammunition than uh, the first titan you get ion yeah it was superpowers were great yeah it was still bt because remember he took out his uh his core or whatever and then put it in the new one yeah but like the the titan class i meant oh it was a different class Oh, well, I mean, yeah, at the end, whatever it was, the name was, I don't, I don't remember either. Uh, But yeah, it had like a smart cannon on it or a smart core. Yep. The cores are really fun, too. So each Titan has like a a ultimate ability. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Ultimate, because it like builds up the more kills you get. And then um, once you use it, you just do this like power attack. Uh, of whatever it is could be like a giant laser could be a really fast like gatling gun or or uh well what are some other ones some of them make you fly for and hover in the air for a little bit and yeah, um some damage boosters you, grown in, you pull out a sword yeah it's like you do a lot of damage in a short amount of time yep yeah th- those are a lot of fun and I think that's all I got to say about the Titans. <laughs> There's uh, a few areas of the game where I think it was mostly early on. It wasn't really a problem in the mid to late game. Not that that's saying much. It's only probably half an hour later <laughs> where the running abilities on some of the areas maybe just weren't designed well or player issue. But I think it was the sewer stuff kept fucking falling into the water and getting zapped back to the beginning. And I, I was getting frustrated with that. Oh but, yeah. It, that could be a, a skill issue too. I had a lot of issues like trying to pr- traverse this. Um, but I think for the most part, I mean, there's like, if you're, if the traversing is something that you're good at, I, I wouldn't imagine there'd be much problem with that. So, yeah. and then, uh, as you said, we we played on regular for this one. I don't know what the higher lower difficulties are like f- for this this campaign here, but for regular, it seemed like you go in the red really fast. Like you get shot a couple times, and the healing factor is pretty fast. But it just felt like also, I guess it's incentivizing you not to stand still. Yeah, but I found that there were some areas of the campaign where kind of a full frontal assault is really your only option. And yeah. Yeah. You're just taking cover for, for a bit of the combat and poking out and shooting people. 
What what I'm noticed for the most part is in a lot of these levels, there is a pretty good amount of like cover everywhere. Like you could, I mean, sometimes there is like open spaces and stuff and that's where you can't stay still. But I think it was during the time traveling part that I had the most difficulty with trying to survive because it got to a point to where you got enemies in one timeline and you got also enemies in the other timeline. So that's like nowhere is safe. Yep. Couldn't hide. And before I got to that part, I was just abusing the shit out of that time travel thing because I would just uh, (laughs) I would go into a room and then time travel and then there'd be these little uh, remnants of where they were in the other timeline. I would go right up to that, switch to that and then punch him and then just like almost like make him think I'm like teleporting everywhere. (laughs) That was so much fun. I initially was like using it just a little bit just to get past through the environment. And then as you go forward more and you're fighting in both timelines, I was running on the walls. I was having a great time with that level running on the walls, shooting guys, teleporting, killing some of the uh, dinosaur things and then teleporting back when you're behind the people. And just that's a great time. I like that level. Mm hmm. That's easily my favorite level out of the whole game. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's all I have on like the generalities. So if we want to take a short break here and then get into the uh, main story for what there yeah. is. Yeah, let's All do right. it. Break See time. you soon. Special Operation 217. Rendezvous with Major Anderson of the SRX. I'm detecting incoming enemy forces. Protocol 3. Protect the pilot. Reinitializing. Welcome back. Now we're going to get into a bit of story stuff for Titanfall for uh, what little there is. What little there is. (laughs) Yeah. So our story starts with a rifleman named Jack Cooper who is in training to be a pilot. But it all goes south when they get attacked by the IMC. But uh, before all that, uh, the first level is pretty much a tutorial taking place in a a simulation center. Yeah, Yeah, it's like virtual reality simulation. 
I and uh really like this little thing the the gauntlet as they call it i ran it like five or six times trying to improve my score on the leaderboard there yeah me too back when i uh like i started this campaign like a long time ago and when i first played this campaign i ran through this like 10 times and i got it down to a science i think my fastest time was like 30 is like 25 or 30 seconds i got a really fast time holy yeah yeah i tried this for a while and i was nowhere close to that i think i got maybe down to 50 seconds and there's an achievement for being in like the top three there of the uh campaign leaderboard and that's hard to do yeah uh, it's 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 a fun challenge you just you run through it shows you some stuff about how you use the firearms and how to wall run different mantling techniques yep nice little intro yeah, it's a nice little intro. And then uh, as soon as you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, it's time to uh, <laughs> time to call in your Titanfall. It's time for Titan training. And yeah. as soon as you do that, it cuts you out like it, it you know, error throws an error. And uh, Sergeant or was he a Sergeant Lieutenant Lim- Limba Mosa? Lamamosa? Lastimosa? Uh, Lastimosa. I I think he was an LT. Yeah, uh, Lieutenant Lastimosa was who was running you through that simulation and doing your training and stuff. Actually pulls you out into the real world, saying they're being attacked, and you run out into uh, going into battle. Yeah, we get to drop in here. I really like this intro here, too. Redrop in like ODSTs, yep, into the uh, jungle area here. It's a very fun sequence. Yeah, you get dropped in in this drop pod, and as soon as you go out, it's just instant warfare. There's uh, the IMC, who are the main antagonists in this campaign. Yep they they basically are. I I played uh, Killzone three. It was the only Killzone I remember. But like uh, in that game, there's the Hell Guests, and they kind of reminded me of that. Like when I was first playing this game, I was just like, I got Killzone three vibes. But like they're basically like I think they're like a coalition that wants to take over and control people, like kind of like Nazis, I guess. Yeah, the, it's the uh, the Interstellar Manufacturing Corporation. It's yeah, just this like private military corporation that uh, I don't know, kind of just fucks with the militia. Oh, okay. Which the militia isn't even like we're not playing as like the the big army. We're kind of we're playing as like the rebels, I guess, in a way you'd frame it because the militia isn't their own normal army either we're just bands of people fighting back yeah i uh i made this comparison to star wars uh because courtney asked me if i beat the game uh and then i i told her i did and she's like did you like it and like and then i like went into explaining about what it was and (laughs) it's like kind of reminded me of star wars because you got like this big empire trying to take over the galaxy and you play as you know the rebels trying to stop them yeah she's like oh i get it and so like i guess that's an accurate explanation of like summarizing the entire 
conflict here. Yeah, I imagine that meme where uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's the guy and girl at like a rave party, and she's got like her hand on her shoulder, on his shoulder, and she's like talking to him. <laughs> and people use the format for like when I'm telling my boyfriend or girlfriend about like this lore. <laughs> yeah, she, so she, I don't think she gave a single <laughs> shit about what I was talking about. She's like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> Sit down, babe. I'm going to tell you the entire lore of the Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Hey. You're going to be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five nights at Freddy's. Yes. Yeah, this is a really fun introduction. We're almost immediately just getting fucked over here. Obviously, this is an IMC planet, and they know it a lot better than us. And they're kind of taking out most of our guys. We kind of get introduced to just real combat and how Titans work here. And last Mosa gets to save our ass a little bit before we get taken out by some enemy titans um, which kind of introduces the mini bosses of the game that we're going to see throughout Um, and then we kind of get to last Mosa's last moments before he gets gunned down by them yeah and then he uh we go up to check on him and he basically transfers over all the controls over to to bt yeah to control, like controls of bt over to you know our character jack cooper and uh yeah, yeah basically just yeah he he actually takes a moment to to bury last mosa which i thought was nice and we, yeah we buries him and then takes his uh jump kit and you know pilot uniform and we revive BT and he tells us that he needs power. He needs all the power. I was not a fan of this little fetch quest at all. Yeah. It, we had to do it twice. Not once, but twice. Yeah. We could have just went all in one run because you saw there was two empty power uh, things there. I don't I guess maybe they're too heavy to hold two of them. Yeah. I guess it makes maybe. sense. But yeah, it's like, just just let me do it once. It, it was kind of cool. One of them, you went to uh, a, a crash ship. I mean, you're both going to crash ships both times to pick up these batteries. But I guess it just helps you get a feel for the movement and all that stuff because it's just it's a lot of parkour and a little bit of combat in between. Yep. Yeah, we get to have our first Titan battle at the end of the mission here. It's super easy. And, yep. uh uh, BT relays to us the three protocols that that the Titans have to follow because they're kind of these like AIs. Yeah, of course, they're inside the Titan chassis. So it's not actually like the chassis that matters. It's the, the core itself on the front of the Titan mm-hmm. and has the personality. So yeah, he's going to uphold the mission, uh, protect the pilot. Uh, I can't remember the third one. That That's uh, though. That's two and three. Protocol one was uh, protocol one was linked to pilot, so it's that's why you never hear it again. Because he he like mentions protocol two and three like throughout oh, link, the rest link of the to game. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, linked to pilot, and then uphold the mission and protect, protect the, the pilot. pilot. Yep. Yeah. So we gotta uphold one of our protocols here, and Lastimosa's previous mission before he perished was finding Major Anderson and linking up with him. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. 
We go on to chapter two. We get a little bit of combat with, which is kind of cool. the The enemy titans in this game are some. I mean, most of them are pretty easy to kill. Mm-hmm. If, like, if you're kind of accurate, I guess. Uh, if you're accurate, you can kind of kill them pretty easily. <laughs> and uh, other than that, like, there's just like people running around that you don't really have to worry about at all because they don't do much damage. But every time you're in a Titan, you're fighting other Titans. So it, there's yeah. that. And um, yeah, it, it, so there's yeah. a little bit of variety in the beginning, but not a lot. It's mostly like tone and brutes that you're fighting. And then it kind of gets increasingly more difficult with the Titans you're fighting throughout the rest of the game. Yep. Yeah, so we but start yeah, that, to, that's that level, and then we get to <laughs> start chapter two with or running into uh, Lieutenant Freeborn right away and some other malicious survivors, and we get to fight off some more Titans and fight through some facilities, which is something you're going to be doing a lot in this game. Yep, and then you get your first boss battle, uh, Kane, and I really like this. Like, it's almost like a Borderlands entry uh, that was boss is what i thought that was exactly what i was thinking i'm like this <laughs> this looks just like borderlands bosses it like, like kind of zooms in on them you'll pop up their name title card they actually step out of their titan to introduce themselves yeah like, why don't we fucking blast them right there while he's exposed right could have just sniped yeah i that liked been like a funny it's parody funny. thing if you just like one of the bosses, as soon as he hops out, it just gets sniped. <laughs> like then is like okay, you completed completed the boss fight. Yep, you get the thumbs up from BT. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Very very easy fight. Very easy. Uh, there's there's no like pillars here. everywhere, uh, all around that you can. You have ample cover. You can just kind of dodge in and out and. Um, there's like probably one or two other Titans that are fighting you. But for the most part, as soon as like, if you're just constantly shooting at him, which is just what you should be doing and like shooting your missiles at him, he goes down pretty quick. So, yep. Yeah. So I get to kill him and steal his helmet radio, which is how we'll uh, listen into the enemy communications for the rest of the game. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Like you get it. We get an interception of a transmission between Sloan and Blisk here at the end. And we kind of get our, our next goal of where we're heading. You move straight into chapter three. Yeah. I like these little, they do little time jumps in between. They're not long time jumps, but it kind of skips like what would be menial walking and traveling. Mm-hmm. Just like, Oh, you're at the next facility. Now you don't need to really traverse the planet. Yeah. I think it would be cool if it was like an open world game traveling around with your Titan, uh, you know, going around doing a little side quests. Yeah. I I think it would be an entirely different game. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like throw enemies around more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, (laughs) that would be like a really, really cool game. I feel like it would be a lot better for a single player experience to have something like that than a linear campaign. But, you know, that's a lot more resources and stuff, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, as we get to listen to more of these transmissions as we're going through this facility, find out Blisk is the uh, one of these mercenaries 
for the IMC that killed the Elastimosa. So we're not really like on a revenge quest. We're just doing our mission and killing bosses as they come. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is pretty much Ash's level. She's a robot, I guess you'd say. There's kind of like uh, like AI <laughs> robots in yeah. this game as well. And this is the the fun level we talked about a little bit before, where we're in a factory that's building preset houses, and you're kind of just jumping through this factory level between different stages of a house being built, and yeah, trying not to get crushed as you're going through. Yeah, like like the reason we got to go through it is because like at the beginning, uh, BT just gets grabbed by some random robot. Yep like an assembly <laughs> arm and then he gets taken away. So you're just like, your objective is to search for BT along the assembly <laughs> line. So like, okay. So you kind of have to ride along the assembly line, which is like getting constructed into a house and all the way you got to fight all these enemies. I suppose you don't really have to either. I mean, you could just go right by them, but like that's like skipping half the fun of the game. So yeah, you know, you can skip like most of the combat in this game if you want really. Like you could probably survive just sprinting past them, but yeah, absolutely. I, I do really like the parkour in this in this mission. I thought it had some almost puzzle aspects of like, okay, you're looking, you're gonna stand there for a little bit and see how the machine is moving ahead of you before you jump into it and parkour your way over. Yeah, and another thing is, is like, uh, you know, I I guess this makes sense. There's like a, a ghost runner. That yeah. you can summon that'll help you uh, figure out the best path that you can take, which I used a few times and it was necessary because at some points I'm like, where do I go from <laughs> here? And I just like would fall and die. But that, that ghost runner really helped. I suppose yeah. it's like it makes sense for the pilot suit because it like it has oh, a little thing at the bottom. The it's like scanning thing. and stuff to find the best route. So yeah. and you can we'll, completely like skip those two because you have to like almost be stationary to like do your scans. Like if you go off and start running the thing, it's not going to right. finish the scan. Yeah. So you have to like wait for it to finish. And I really it's more like of those. an assistance if you can't figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like a nice little tip system there for you. Yeah. I, I think I used it maybe once or twice, but it's good to have that. Yeah. It's, it's not necessary. Well, it is necessary sometimes, but it's very like, you know, quality of life thing so yeah yeah a lot of parkour in this basically you're hopping on and off this this house that's being built and you kind of just have to keep on the assembly line up until you uh reach the end of it which is like a uh you know a fully built house and <laughs> it's just like put on a wall so it it gets this part was kind of weird. It really tripped me out. So like there, the house is sideways, but you have to go mm-hmm. up. So yeah, you're like uh, conveyor belting upwards to the, to the surface. <clears throat> yeah. So you, you have to climb up the floor of the house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, it tripped me out. I got like, I got confused so many times climbing up that thing. I'm like, which way is up? Where am I going? Like gravity just like I, I should understand how gravity works, but like seeing how everything was going and I was like going sideways, but I was also going up. It just really confused yeah. me, which isn't a bad thing. It was just kind of was tipsy turvy. <laughs> yeah, very fun traversal. And then 
once you finally do get to the top though, Ash puts us in like a battle arena, sends some waves after us. Obviously it doesn't work. Um, before yeah. she was like, you know, I'll take care of this myself. The you know, the normal <laughs> boss battle. Classic villain. <laughs> boss battle stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty much kill everything up here and we get to escape back to BT. Sorry, Ash doesn't come up at the arena up there. She comes up after we get to BT again. And yeah. then as we're leaving the facility, she stops us at the exit and we have our boss battle there. We fight her. In the in the Titan and stuff and uh, yeah, she yeah. was pretty easy. I I didn't really have much problem with this. Nothing really about this boss fight was significant. Yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. BT's there was a lot of Reapers BT. everywhere. I remember that. The Reapers yeah. are the bigger robots that in between that shoot. Titan and the small robots. Yeah, the small robots. I think were Specters. Yep. Uh, yeah, small robots, they're like human size. They're called specters and they, they walk around and shoot. And then the Reapers are the big, like big robots. Uh, I don't know, probably like two human height. Yeah, they're, they're bigger and uh, but not as big as a Titan. But uh, yeah. they shoot a lot of lasers and they can be pretty overwhelming if there's a lot of them. Um, That's a... One of the things I can't remember if I mentioned about the like multiplayer that felt cool is like you don't usually take on a Titan when you were a pilot in the multiplayer just because no. those guys are as big as a house. Like the scale of Titans really comes into play when you're like a pilot running around and you're like, oh, I'm puny compared to that thing up there. I'm just not going to yeah. fuck with him. It, it is possible to take out a Titan. Uh, but you're really going to have to get like all the help you can get from your other teammates in order yep. to do it. Cause if you're doing it by yourself, you either have to have a rocket launcher and be really agile and still takes whatever. a lot of hits too. Yeah. Takes a lot of hits. You have to be really agile. Try not to get hit. I've probably done it once or twice like by myself, but it's really hard to do. And um, yeah, not recommended. But yep. it is possible. Yeah. After we kill Ash, we get into uh, arguably, I think, both of our favorite chapters of the game. Effect and cause, which yep. is a funny. I just realized a funny play on the words of cause and effect since everything's kind of backwards in this level. Yeah. Of uh, time jumps. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's between like, like past and in present. This, yeah, past and present. It takes place in this facility that they're trying to work on time travel or they're trying to were they like inventing time travel at at this facility? Because like that's what the arc did, right? I listened to the audio logs, but I still didn't really get a full understanding of what the original purpose of this thing was. I think they just discovered. Like they just did it. Yeah, it happened. I think there was something with might as well use this. There was something with exploiting uh, wormholes or something that helped them uh, achieve this. Probably interstellar travel yeah. research. But, something um, like that. Turns out this uh, arc is a planet killer or can be used to kill planets, which is why the IMC wants the technology. Yeah. Um, so that's why they're kind of here on this planet and trying to get the arc and everything. But we get to use it a little bit in this level to time travel 
for yep. just this level. Yep. And uh, we we get this uh, thing by <laughs> rendezvousing with Major Anderson. <laughs> well, half of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's like hanging from the ceiling and uh, we grab his helmet. Yep. And uh, <laughs> we're like, I found Anderson. He's dead. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> PT's like mission completed. Rendezvous with Anderson is complete. Yep. Yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> cold, BT. He's like stuck in a floor halfway. Like, yeah, um, he's stuck. He, yeah. I don't know how that happened because, like, we saw his audio or his holographic logs or whatever, and he got pushed mm-hmm. like into that reactor. So I don't know if he just like went through space yeah. and time and then ended up in the, in the floor. From what I got from the final audio log there or visual log i guess you'd call it yeah i think when they both fell off it was because he was dilating between the two times as well i think he fell between times and then got stuck in a time where there was a floor oh and damn killed him that way uh yeah that's that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah we find that the top half of him yeah and then we have to go around and do some parkour to get to the other half of him to get to his arm to get his uh little teleport device that he was using yeah time jump device which is uh yeah that's where the fun begins because you go back into the past and you it's like in this time in this point in time like the whole facility is destroyed there's like walking broken down specters running everywhere that you occasionally shoot, but they're not really yeah. a threat. Except the ones that blow up. There's a few of those that like true are so yeah. faulty that they'll blow up on you. Yeah. Um, before we get that uh, time loop thing, you kind of did it automatically. Yeah. There's there like, like some... distortions. Yep. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Like you're walking into a distortion field or something in it saps you back for a couple seconds yeah that happened quite a bit before we got that the the device but after that you're able to control it and yeah it was it was a lot of fun so when you go back into the past it was like this nice clean facility back to where they're you know we're actually productive and doing research and stuff it's like a big lab Mm -hmm. and uh so while you're in the past you are you know you are perceived as an intruder and the IMC is coming after you to stop you. So in order to get through some parts of the level, like there's like laser doors and closed doors that you got to like open to get through and uh, switch back and forth. But um, once you start fighting enemies, then you can just switch back and forth and just basically teleport between time. They don't know what's going on. They're like, <laughs> oh, he's, he's like, he's like teleporting. And they're like all freaking out. And you're just having a grand old time. I I really like this. They touch on some really big concepts, but obviously this is the only level that really goes into it. Um, yeah. You're, it's not like you're teleporting between like what was and what is like, you're actually going back in time and changing things. Cause like you're going back in time to open a door. So it's open in the future. And you, you don't see it with most of the bodies. They mostly appear as like a little, uh, the blue thing in yeah. the, in the present to show you like, Hey, this is where enemies are. 
But there's well, a couple times where you can like you kill people in the past, and when you go forward, then their bodies are there. Really? Uh, I, I didn't notice it, that. It happened once or twice during the. Um, there's a little cutscene when you're opening a door, and you you kill someone, and their body stays when you go back to the future. Oh, that's cool. So like you're actually making like changes to the past. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Well. I don't well, I don't agree with you on like you're changing the past when it comes to like the doors and stuff, because basically you're like opening a door in the past so you can get on the other side. So when you're in the future, you're on the other side of that door and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know know what I mean? You're you're right on that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So but like with the bodies thing that that that's kind of cool. The fact that you created those bodies in the past and then they're like there in the present. Cause I know what you're talking about. I think I noticed the dead bodies, like uh, when they all like flooded out of that elevators in the, in the past and you had to shoot them all. And when you go back into the future, then they're all, there's like a bunch of dead bodies in that room. So that's pretty cool. They don't go too much into it because we, we, um, I, I guess we'll we'll go back into it in the mission here. But you, you kind of do some things in the past that it's weird that it doesn't have like an insane butterfly effect. Like it's just like oh, there's bodies there. When right, I feel like in reality, at least I believe in like chaos theory and stuff. Like it'd be a more drastic change than oh, there's just a body there now. Right, because those those are like lives ending. It affects more than just you know you as the character. Which yeah, which it how it would be, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a game. They didn't really think about that too much. Yeah. They didn't go into it too much, but we, uh, we get to learn more about the arc and the time travel as we go through this. And we get some audio logs from Anderson. Cause he was, he was exploring this facility mm-hmm. and figuring out what the arc was. And this wasn't our original mission. Like we didn't know anything about the arc, but as we go through here, we find that, Oh, Hey, this thing has the ability to like destroy planets. And the IMC is going to use that like on one of our militia planets. And yeah. Gonna, what was it called? Heavenly or something? Or. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what our harmony. Maybe harmony. That's what it was. But so they developed like this fold weapon using the arc to destroy our home planet. Basically a Death Star. <laughs> yep. And yeah, we, we have kind of a new mission now to destroy it. But this, yep. this mission is probably the best in this game. I agree with you completely on that. Uh, easily <laughs> the most fun I've had. The uh, I really like the part at the end as we get through like all the facility and stuff. Then we're back like out with BT. And we actually get to go to the arc itself. Yep. And then you're doing that uh, as, as like the arc blow up or blew up. There was an explosion there. There was a big time freeze. So there's like all these soldiers frozen and you're like jumping on the different debris. And you got to go like touch the arc. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part was really cool. So you like climbed, like there was like uh, people like freeze framed in that too. Like from the yeah. explosions were freeze framed and you're just kind of running through it. And uh, I remember climbing through a helicopter and like looking at all the people that were just kind of in mid action, just yeah, doing stuff. Cool. And I just kind of slowed down and took a look at it. It was, yeah, it was yeah. that was an experience. 
And when we actually get to like the, the center of the arc there, that's where we analyze it and actually find out that this thing is a weapon and yeah. need just realize we need to destroy it. Yep. And then BT's like protocol to uphold the mission. And then we got to save the galaxy and all that, all yep. that good stuff. And we, uh, we get zapped very far away from the, or not zapped like teleport, but like, um, kind of time jumps to the, uh, the mountains for the next mission because we're uh, we're searching for a beacon yep. to kind of let our militia people know what's going on. We got to get back in touch with them. Yeah, so we can launch an attack. And I think our first mission is to get the arc tool or our first objective anyways. Yep. We got to set up the beacon, but the beacon requires the arc tool to operate. And so... We kind of delve into this, you know, facility of the IMC for whatever reason, like it always is. Yeah. For some reason, our we have some militia forces there and they're like, hey, we need this tool. So yeah. Like, cool. We'll do it. And it's just kind of running through it and until you find it. And then once you get it, you're able to use it on like fans to. Yeah. Pretty much like any electrical panels, they'll like show yeah. little red boxes and you can shock them. And yeah, they're easy to spot uh, and you, you automatically know what to do. So it's, uh, yeah, little puzzles going here and there, going back to BT using the arc tool. Uh, but yeah. it, it doesn't really last long. It's probably like five, 10 minutes of your time doing all this stuff. Yeah. And then you got a little bit more of the arc tool stuff, uh, in, the last half of the game, but not a whole lot. I mean, it's mostly in this beacon level that you're using it. Yeah. So they, they do try and power up the beacon after we get the generator back online. And obviously it fails. Nothing ever works on the first try. Nope. So we have to go out to the beacon itself and replace the, um, the relay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the, the uplink module for it. Uh, so we got to go to like a different beacon to get like its part for ours. Yeah. And um, the cool part about this level is that you can there, you can use the arc tool to uh, activate uh, specters. Like oh, yeah. they're on like racks Yep, and you can activate them and they will fight for you for, I mean, I guess until they die. So yep. you can just like summon some robots with the arc tool. So they I don't like really help out a lot, though. You definitely do way more damage than they do. <laughs> They're good distractions, though, while they were fighting specters. I was sneaking up behind people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, there's that. And then um, Richter is going to be our next boss fight, who I was convinced was like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> up until I saw him in the credits. It wasn't him. I honestly, it sounded just like him. <laughs> is that Arnold? Uh, that would have been cool, though. It, it seemed like he had an Arnold impression. For yeah, he was German for sure. Yeah. Or Austrian. Arnold's German. Austrian. He's speaking German. Oh, okay. Uh, at least Richter was. I don't, I don't know what what Arnold is, but... Arnold is Austrian. Yeah. But... um, That, that makes sense. Okay, there. so if he's German, that, that makes sense on why they kind of sound alike, but... Yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we get to jump on all the platforms and, you know, we get the new uplink module and get to climb to the top of our our beacon, reinstall that. And we get the cool scene of when 
the beacon turns back on, we get knocked off of it. And um, I really like this little small cutscene of us falling and BT catching us. BT. It gives us a little, a little thumbs up. Yep. There's um, on our way to like getting that uplink module, we get thrown by BT and it's like a cool recurring thing where Cooper said, Hey, you could have thrown me instead of like me doing a zip line, I think, or whatever he did in the last level. <laughs> that just becomes a recurring thing of BT just fucking geeting Cooper. It becomes a thing. He's just like, he's just going to like, I'm going to throw you now. And it happened a lot throughout that last half. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. I, I really fucking... appreciated that though. Cause it was kind of fun to, you know, fly through the air like that. Yeah. And BT doing his like calculations and stuff as he does. Yeah. It. He's like, uh, I remember I did the dialogue option just like before. And he's like, not quite lots, a lot more variables with the moving target. And then it's like, okay, that's reassuring, I guess. <laughs> but he's actually thinking about that stuff. So I guess it is reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those portions. It's a pretty quick level as well. And we get, like you said, our, our boss battle with, uh, with Richter and he's, He's also really not bad. No. But once our beacon's back online, we finally get to call Sarah Briggs, who's kind of like the commander for this um, this area of the militia. And they, they come back and pick us up. We're yeah. Back with our peeps. One thing I thought was funny is that once we uh, met up with Sarah Briggs, she instantly tried to replace uh, Cooper <laughs> yep, because he was like, a rifleman. You're not a pilot. Get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, you don't understand all the shit I've done so far. <laughs> Single-handedly saving this galaxy. But but BT stands up for us and he's like, nah, I like Cooper. Yeah, we keep this guy. And he's like, all right. She's like, all right. And then you yeah, get to cool. show your worth, I guess, as a pilot throughout that whole battle uh, in the next sequence. But yeah, uh, trial by fire, chapter six. Yep. This is a really cool chapter it is very quick probably the, i think one of the quickest in the game other than like maybe the first chapter you are storming the entire what do you call it like their their military base yep and sarah briggs is with us and like all the other titans of the like full militia force that's over here on this yeah. planet it's really fun yeah, it was really cool because as soon as you uh, drop down, she's like, prepare for Titanfall, the iconic quote. And then <laughs> uh, you drop down with a bunch of other Titans. And then it's like two armies of Titans clashing. And it was just like you you take part in this epic battle and uh, you storm the castle and a lot of fun. And it, it did feel quick, though. I think that was because we were having so much fun uh, killing all these Titans. Well, yeah, it just I don't think it was as fast. short as we think it was, but I, I that like anything else in this game, it, the game is short. So in yeah. comparison, it, I'm, I'm sure it just felt short. You know, this mission is all just Titan combat and all you're trying to do is get to the other side of the base to stop Sloan from taking off with the arc. But uh, we fail. Uh, yeah. Sloan pretty much takes off just as we get there and, and they get out. So we uh, we get back on our ship, and that's when we're like full speed, pretty much just chasing down Sloan, trying not to let her get away with the arc. 
we we get to shoot some ships out of the air for a bit before we uh, get approached by Viper, and he starts fucking taking out our ships and knocks us off ours. BT ends up saving us, and this is where one of the uh, ships takes us to where their ship is. Pretty much, you're just you're flying out a bunch of ships in this level. BT gets yep. to throw us over onto theirs and we're trying to, to commandeer their ship so that we can take the arc pretty much and bring it back to our people. Uh, I really like all this combat here, like on the side of the ship. I thought it was pretty, pretty fun. I enjoyed it. A uh, lot more like open areas to fight in here. Yeah. Yeah, there was open areas. Yeah, take out the cannons. You're fighting through everything and... It was a lot of fun. It, it was, it was a shorter part, but like with everything, like, like turning back and forth, you could kind of feel like the whole ship moving and, yeah. as you're running through it. And that part was kind of cool, but uh, for the most part, it was it was pretty straightforward. You go through it uh, on the side of the ship, taking out all the people that are manning the guns, and then you meet up with like some other pilots. Yeah, we get to have this fucking awesome mass scale um, fight with no Titans. It's just all people and uh, yeah. specters. And there's just so many enemies in this room. And you have so many fellow pilots. That I, I really like this battle. It was just all over and you could really take any route to uh, get it done. Yeah. Yeah, I opted for just like going around and flanking everybody. And while they were distracted uh fighting my teammates and stuff and had this cool little tactical uh thing where you, you gotta pick your target where they're about to like blow up the window to get to the main bridge and they're like everybody pick your targets and yeah um, waiting for it, it to explode and then you just hop in there and kill everybody well you don't hop in there but you shoot everybody first and then hop in but yeah. that was really cool didn't matter for me because i had to mozambique and they fucking killed everyone before I could even get close enough. I was like, okay, guys, Damn. thanks for saving some for me. But like I really like Game Cooper. <laughs> All the guys are lining up, pointing guns at us uh, on the other side of the glass, and they just see us setting charges, and there's yep. like nothing they can fucking do. They're not even like taking cover or anything. It's just you know, they have all the advantage because we're just sitting here on a on the other side of the window and they are in an actual room where they could actually fortify themselves, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So we, we take over the bridge and um, this is when VT comes back and smashes the window and brings us back out. And then we get to a boss battle with Viper on the, the bridge of the, not the bridge on the, uh, what'd you call that? The deck out there. Yeah. Part of the ship. Yeah. This, this boss fight was kind of uh like came out of nowhere. I'm like, we'd never seen Viper up until now. He just kind of showed up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like this level only. And this boss battle, I think I died once or twice just because I didn't fully understand the rhythm of this boss battle. I kept trying to fight him from a distance with my, uh, 40 millimeter. Uh, and it was just not working because he kept pelting me with those rockets. Yeah. I realized the thing is you just got to get super close to him and pretty much beat the fuck out of him that way. Oh, and uh, that worked for me like first try. Okay, he he wouldn't fire missiles if I was a lot closer. Yeah, uh, this boss battle was was pretty tough, and I get the I the whole 
getting up close to him was should have been more obvious than it was to me because uh, I was still sitting there trying to shoot him with a sniper rifle and but he would you know snipe me first every time but uh and i actually succeeded doing that after i took out the other titans too uh but it was uh yeah i probably could have done that a lot better by just running up to him because it kind of it seems like implied to uh like run up next to him because like you're on this ship that's like narrow and then there's like cover on the sides that have health next to him. So, you know, you kind of just got to get up close to him. Like you kind of got to move your way up by like moving cover to cover. Yep. And Viper, even though he gets introduced only in this level and dies in this level. Yeah. Kind of ends up being our toughest adversary too, because after we kill him, he does a fucking, uh, He's an R2-D2 type of scream as he's leaving. <laughs> yep. Let's try to think of the... He was a Doom boss where they pretty much... He flies off screen on fire. Yeah. As he's dying. And uh, as we're getting ready to get thrown back over to the... To the next IMC ship, Viper comes back and pretty much fucks BT up and takes his arm. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool and shocking when he first showed up because like he came in and tackled him and they're like fighting and then like you're kind of sitting on the side and you have the opportunity <laughs> to shoot him and stuff because he's like BT's still holding you. So like I was just shooting the shit out of him and then like they he drops here, he throws me away and then they get into a fight and I'm still shooting at him, but it was just <laughs> didn't even matter. If I don't know like, why uh... I thought it did. <laughs> like Godzilla v Kong. Like I was shooting him too. And I'm like, I don't think I'm helping. I'm no, sorry, BT. I'm really trying. I'm trying. Yeah. BT does manage to rip off the, uh, the pilot cage of Viper though. And we managed to get a shot off on the pilot and, and save BT pretty much. Yeah. So we start losing our ship though. Uh, now the IMC ship that we're on is pretty much crashing out of the sky. So, we crawl inside the ship and I guess the arc was on our ship the whole time. So I don't know why BT was trying to throw us over to the next one. Cause we end up grabbing the arc and uh, BT puts it inside him where the, the pilot would normally sit to protect it. And then he realizes there's no way off the ship. So he uh, huddles us inside where the arc was. And <laughs> I guess we're, if we don't bounce around and get a concussion, he's just yeah. like, yeah, we're crashing. Hold on. Yeah, that was a little confusing to me, too, because like what the whole point of to get to that ship was, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, because we, we had the arc the whole time on our ship. But yeah, so I thought they were escaping with the arc. I thought that was the thing like, or oh, we had the arc. That could be it. We were just going to take the ship and fly away with it. But why were we chasing after Sloan then? This must be the ship that Sloan was on. I don't know. They, uh, I don't know. There, there's so many ships and they, they give you a bunch of ship names and it's hard to keep track of all of it because it, it really doesn't matter because it just happens so quick. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that, that was a confusing bit there. Yeah, but we crash back to the planet with uh, the IMC ship and this is where, where, where we get captured here and and um BT has no fucking legs now and it, and is still missing an arm and yep. we're, we're pretty dinged up too. And 
Blisk is kind of threatening to kill us if BT doesn't open up his pilot hatch and, and give him the arc. BT kind of has a uh, idea here to trick him by blinding him with the, the light of the arc and then shooting everyone. But I guess he misses Blisk and just kills all the unnamed people. Yeah. So it doesn't work because Sloan comes in with her Titan and pretty much fucks BT's chassis over. And uh, yeah. They uh, made the mistake of leaving us though. Yeah. So we have to we have to get uh, the Sears kit from BT, which is his head, pretty much. Yeah. It opens up and gives us a smart pistol and we take his data core too and really, a knife. I really like this this kit because that's like what we call it actually in the military is like the seer kit. Yeah. It's like survival, escape, rescue, extraction, something like that. Okay. It's kind of like your tactics of, of just getting away when you're in enemy hands. So that's cool. Yeah. That they had that little escape kit on the front of every Titan there. Yeah, it's got the emergency stuff, but it also made me curious. Like, why can't we have a smart pistol the whole time? Because it's so right. fucking off. It is so op. You don't even have to aim at all. As soon as they're in your uh, in your general screen area, like yep. you just shoot and they're all dead. It's very fun. So, I mean, you get through the rest of this level with ease until uh, you get to the new I, chassis I that a- drops down. Sorry, I just want to say, I had a blast with escaping this facility using the smart pistol. Oh, yeah. Like, because you're pretty yeah, much just too. running on walls, just tapping the trigger once or twice as it locks onto people, and you're, it's just a great time. Yeah, like, like, are smart pistols, like, not given to, like, regular pilots for whatever reason? Like, it didn't make sense to me, um, like, why we didn't have this. Yeah. It is it is op as hell. I know it's but, uh like a, a super that you can get in uh multiplayer. Or like is that like an ultimate? I'm pretty sure it's an ultimate. I think it was like a special weapon, yeah. I thought yeah. they'd nerfed it too in multiplayer. But they probably did. Yeah. Like like you said, we, we do get out of this facility though and and Sarah calls us down a new chassis. Nice beautiful body for BT. Yep. And he opens up his uh little hatch head there and then we put the new data core in there and we got our bt back after we thought we lost him bt part two but uh we won't get him for much longer unfortunately yeah this one this new chassis is new and improved you get a whole like chain gun that's like a also like a that has like a power shot feature and a shield yeah i really like this this is, yeah, like my, my favorite chassis that we've played in the game. Yeah, it's really good. So, like, you're fighting through a bunch of titans in this level, and, like, having this new weaponry makes it super easy. So it wasn't... Not a challenge at all. Not a challenge at all. And, you it's... like, your objective is to get to the fold weapon so you can save the galaxy and stuff, so... Yeah, it was pretty much. That's pretty much it. Yeah, like we're trying to get to the fold weapon before they use it on our home planet, and this is the the final push of the game. As we get to the fold weapon, though, Sloane is there, and she's the uh, the last boss 
for us to fight. As Blisk says, she can handle it and pretty much leaves. Sloan was a fun boss battle. I actually enjoyed fighting her. She was a little bit difficult, but not not terribly bad. I think the only part was trying to uh, avoid her laser while trying to fight other people. Yeah, it was. It's like it wasn't really a challenging boss fight. It just took longer, which yeah, I see they had to you know improvise on passing up challenge for for just time because like she'll disappear for a little bit and then you have to uh, fight some other Titans or Reapers or whatever the enemies come in like waves of enemies. And then she comes back and she has like three different phases. So, I mean, easily the most complex boss in the game, but I I wouldn't say any more challenging. Yep, because I got to ramp up the tension of um, the fold weapon about to go off. Yeah, so... I made the mistake of when I first entered the boss battle room going immediately to the fold weapon and I was trying to pull the core out and I, I couldn't figure out how to cancel it. So it's just like, okay, I'll try and pull it out before she kills me because you can go right up to it and tap X and he starts to, to pull the thing out to try and get the arc out of it. Yeah. And I think I almost got it out before she killed me. I don't know if that's like an alternate ending or if, or if it's even possible or if like, she is destined to uh, not let you do it, but you do sadly have to, at least I end up fighting Sloan and yeah, by the time you're done with the boss battle, you don't have enough time and the weapon goes off. So it goes but, off. Yeah. Did it not go off for you? I I mean, I only, I never like retried this. I got, I got through the boss fight pretty easily. And then I went up to the, like it, oh, the sorry, weapon and did it. I didn't mean like uh, like went off as and destroyed the planet. It um, like did like an EMP thing as it was preparing and kind of uh, messed up uh, messed up BT's chassis a little bit. It's oh, yeah, thing. yeah. That's that's what that was. Yeah. I, yeah. So that was that's a scripted event. I thought you were thinking that like you had to get to it. Like it was like one of those things that it was like a timed event. You had to get to the gun before you uh, before it goes off. And I'm like, I, I didn't have that problem. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, the scripted event, uh, it blows up and BT is all banged up. And then like you're kind of sitting in the Titan where it's like no visuals for a little bit and yep. it kind of reboots. Bliss gives us a uh, advertisement for Apex and then pretty much fucks off. <laughs> yeah. He comes He's over like, and has a playing card on her on her chassis. He's like, I'm not going to kill you because I don't work for free. I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, great, cool. Good excuse. Yep. Your only opportunity to kill the one person that's been fucking up your plans the entire game. You're just like, I, I, I don't work for free. I'm not going to kill you. It's like, yeah. It's not paying me to be here right now. So goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and then he slaps a little apex card on your on the windshield or the yeah you whatever yeah but yeah bt decides he uh can reroute enough power to get himself back up and he uh decides the only way to stop the arc weapon now the or the the fold weapon now is to uh to jump inside it and detonate his core so cooper is completely along with this plan is he's pretty close to BT and 
unfortunately, as we jump off into it, BT throws us into the fucking sky. Yep. And then he just come with. He goes in there and blows himself up and yeah. Never thought I'd be attached to a robot, but I was attached to <laughs> BT and just ripped my heart out like that. It's very sad. Yeah. Now it's like time to escape, though, because you land on this uh, this like pillar floating in space and you have to like kind of run across all this debris that's flying everywhere to get to uh, the extraction point. It's like uh, like Halo Force when the the whole ship is crashing and you're running along the. All the debris. Yeah, yeah, that's Turn pretty. That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> it's a it's a very fun exit, though, and we we get to the little dropship, and and Sarah's there waiting for us, and we pretty much slip space off, and before it all gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah, and then Cooper gives his final thoughts on everything that happened and how he misses BT, and the credits roll. Yeah, he's a he's a pilot now. He's a pilot now. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's kind of only the start of it because that was just one IMC base and that's it. It's, yeah, it's a very small contained story. It is, but it, it's uh, for what it is, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think for me personally, make. Some people probably like longer, more in-depth campaigns. And I do wish there was maybe more heart or more uh, seriousness put into some of it so that you could have more heartfelt moments with BT rather mm-hmm. than like our Borderlands moments with each of the bosses. Uh, it was a little, little goofy and felt out of place at times. But I, I do like the short and sweet of this. I think it worked well for me. Yeah. Even if the story wasn't the most in-depth or great. Yeah, no, like, like we said before, like, this is pretty much like an introductory to the mechanics of the game and um, feels like after you play the campaign, like now it's time to play multiplayer. So I feel like that's what it was. Yeah, you like that? Go, go play the multiplayer now. Go prestige. Yep. Yeah. So Um, that, that was Titanfall 2 slash Titanfall 1. We'll not, we won't actually be covering Titanfall 1 on its own since it's just multiplayer, but we, we talked about it in the intro a bit here. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same game, except just uh, Titanfall 2 is just more of that than a campaign. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Titanfall in general. Before we talk a bit about our next game that we're going to cover, uh, we just want to let you know a little bit about our popcorn club. So that's kind of what we call our discord server. There's an invite link in the description that you can join. Uh, you can come chat with us anytime tell us your thoughts. Uh, also, if you want to reach out to us, we have an Instagram and a Gmail that's also in the description. Uh, both are hazardous opinions pod. And then we also appreciate ratings and reviews, uh, especially on Spotify and Apple they really help us like work with the algorithm and kind of get more noticed so we can talk to more of you guys and um, see what you guys want to hear covered. Yeah, absolutely. We're open to suggestions. The The polls are open. Uh, pitch, you know, 
put put your uh ticket in. Put or, your thoughts in. Not your ticket. I mean we'll 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 thoroughly we we'd like to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So you uh you playing any other cool games right now or any that you'd recommend to go along with Titanfall? Uh if people are done with the quick campaign since they don't have multiplayer. I nothing related to Titanfall. I mean, I, I guess in the realm of it being a first person game, uh, I've been playing Dead Island 2. That one's pretty fun. Yeah. How is that so far? It's good. It, you know, it feels. It feels a little bit like uh, kind of the same as the first Dead Island, which to be expected. Right. But like there's a lot more going for it like a lot more uh, abilities and a lot more weapons. Yeah. So far, I mean, I haven't, pl- I've probably played like a couple hours of it, but so far I really like it. Also, I'll have to check that one out. I really enjoyed the original dead Island. So more of that is always fun. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Yeah. For recommendations, I think since you won't get to play the multiplayer portion of Titanfall anymore, there's a free game. I know it's at least on Xbox. I don't know about PlayStation. It's called Hawken. It's nowhere near as good as Titanfall, but it's at least some fun mech combat as well. And it's and it's free. So Hawken. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. So it also as I say, like Air Mech Arena is also a good free one, but that one's more uh, real time strategy. There's not many yeah. good mech games out there. I I actually tried playing Air Mech Arena. Like even a few years ago, but the the servers are closed. They're the servers yeah. are dead, and there's no single player, so not really. You can't even play it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely uh, live in a world now where server closures are just so common that it, I feel like they happen more rapidly. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I've uh, yeah, I've been putting the time into Titanfall two and. Started playing some of the games, gold stuff, catching up on a backlog of games. There was this uh, Star Wars pod racing game that uh, was games with gold recently. That one actually wasn't terrible. It was kind of like a. What's that game like hydro plane server? It's just a little pod racing game. It was kind of kind of cute. Now that's pod racing, baby. (laughs) That wasn't too bad. Uh, and then, of course, getting back into Fall Guys lately, which is always a fun game. Yeah, Fall Guys is pretty good. But yeah, so that's kind of what we've been playing. Uh, if you like to play along with the podcast and keep up with us to listen along with like what you play, next month we're going to be doing The Walking Dead Season 1. It's the telltale choice game with uh lee and clementine uh we're just gonna be doing season one for now just because it's kind of its own story on its own and we can always get into later seasons at a later point yeah i'm excited for that one uh never played it but i've heard really good things about it in that realm of uh telltale because i've i've played other telltale games before like i've played was it Wolf Among Us? Yeah. I really liked that game. So Wolf Among Us, I played a little bit of that Borderlands one. 
but yeah, I like out of all those, I have heard that the walking dead, uh, one is like top tier. So like, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. It is my favorite of the telltale games so far. Uh, at least season one is, I can't yeah. say as much for later seasons, but okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it. Awesome. Well, that's, that's all I have. That's all I got, too. This is Eric and Andy signing off. All right. See you guys next time. I'm going to sign a new Titan. After the tech swipe, what's left of my neural link with BT. I don't know what that'll feel like to get assigned a new Titan. Kind of like the old one. This is Pilot Jack Cooper.